0: This is Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, episode number 200. Yes, you heard it right, folks, number 200. What a perfect episode to discuss how good partnerships start with good partners. Keep listening to number 200 and learn
1: more. Well, hello, everyone. It is Michelle and Tracy, and you are listening to Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. And it is episode
0: two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> hear the crowd roar! Hear the yes, clapping!
1: <laughs> yes, see the fireworks! Oh, oh yeah! Two hundred.
0: <laughs> two hundred <sighs> times we've been here sharing our wisdom, our insights. Yes. Our nonsense.
1: (laughs) It's remarkable. It's
0: remarkable. Oh, yeah. It is remarkable. It is. It is. is. It's been fun. It's been a great journey. Yeah. Can't wait for the next 200.
1: Me either. Me either. And you know, we'll tell you a little secret, everyone. To have 200 podcast episodes consistently, never miss a one, requires you to be very good partners. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, such an appropriate title for our 200th podcast. We're going to be talking about partnership and what it, you know, what does it mean to be in partnership? And uh, we're really looking forward to this because this is something we know very well uh, personally and we've, and uh, just like all of you, you have a lot of different experiences, but partnership is so important and good partnerships really start with being a good partner yourself. And there's different types of partnerships we're going to uh, talk about as well. Um, one is business partnerships. So that's one kind of partnership. Of course, Trace and are co-founders of a business. And a lot of businesses have partnerships. Um, you could have two co-founders like us. It could be business-to-business partnerships where there's you know, a defined partnership, uh, different legal parameters that guide that partnership. And then there's the ultimate partnership marriage.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Ooh,
1: right? Wow.
0: Yeah, that, the big one.
1: That's the big <laughs> one. That's the big one. And we both have been married for 30 years, so 60 years all together. So we we know a lot about that partnership.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've had more than 200 episodes there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, great guys, great marriages, great partnerships, and a lot yes. of lessons we've learned from our marriages as well. Mm-hmm. Then there's informal partnerships or just those informal, uh, you know, uh, infrastructures, partnerships that are also in place, but they are built on the foundation of principles of partnership and what it means to be a good partner. So some examples of that are in uh, organizations you can have different infrastructures such as councils that really help support building and sustaining partnerships in the organization um interprofessional teams right if you're going to be a good partner on an interprofessional team it's understanding everyone's roles and there's different aspects to that that can be an informal partnership um and then also how we partner with um patients and their family how we establish that relationship from Maybe the very first meeting and really create a partnership arrangement with patients and family instead of more a transactional one. So lots of lessons about partnership today.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to partnership and being a partner. And, you know, we think about it. What are some of the common elements in all of those partnerships, right? And that is being willing and able to partner right? People who are willing and able to partner who know what they are entering into in that relationship. Yeah. So what makes a partnership work or more than just work actually thrive? And it's the people in the partnership and it's the skills that they bring uh, into that partnership that really help it to work and to thrive. And um, the other thing is, like, what are some of the characteristics of a good partner? Ooh, we're going to talk about that. (laughs) And those essential skills that they have to be, and they have to have and bring into the partnership to support the partnership, to enable it to thrive, right? So you can be willing and you can be able, <laughs> but then it takes some skill as well, right? There are some things that you got to think about and some things that you need to bring to that, um, to that relationship.
1: Yeah. And, 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 some, you know, right now you may not be bringing your best self because we know that if you're a tormented healthcare leader, you're a high achiever, you're purpose driven, and yet you're exhausted and feeling like you are in the battle alone. You know, it may not feel like you have a lot of partners out there and you don't know how to navigate the new norms and the culture that is emerging in this post-pandemic time. And, you know, so we we know that's a reality out there as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the challenge is you are the leader. Yes. Right. And if you're like other healthcare leaders that we speak with, you believe you're supposed to be the one that has the answers.
1: That's right.
0: You are the go to person, right? You fix the problems. Leaders fix the problems. And you believe you are the one who is responsible. At the end of the day, it's all about you. And you're responsible, right? 24 7 to boot. <laughs> And you feel a bit defeated right now and maybe disenchanted with that role more and more every day. That's yeah. kind of where people are headed, right?
1: Right, right. And we understand that. We get that. And we want you to know that you're not alone. It's almost what every leader believes because it's how we've been uh, brought up, so to speak. And it's the norm for healthcare care leaders. Um, but just because it's been the norm doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. And norms are just beliefs, they can change, it's up to us. And uh, we have established these norms as a group, as leaders. And if we establish them, it means that we can break them down and we can change them. Yeah.
0: So it just starts with replacing these limiting beliefs and expectations that we've all decided rule what it means to be a leader, right? And replace us with more liberating beliefs and more liberating expectations of each other. Like, you know, so here's a, here's some examples of that, of kind of flipping these expectations and these beliefs that we hold as leaders. One is, um, to believe you are in partnership with your team and your peers and collectively you hold responsibility for the outcomes you experience. Another is not every problem can be solved. So you can't be expected to have the the solution to every problem because not every problem can be solved. Some have to be managed or leveraged, right? Their polarities are not problems. And collectively, you are wiser than you are individually. So just embracing those three as examples, right, can shift that, that, um, how you show up in relationship to others and open you up to good partnerships and to being a good partner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's better than being alone.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to carry all that on your own shoulders. Right? It is.
1: It is. And then if it is a partnership, then what characteristics can you and your team embody so that you can be a good partner, right? And so there's some things that Tracy and I have learned through the years um, about being good partners that we're going to share with you next. And the first is just having mutual respect. Um, you know, value each other as human beings and understand and support each other's boundary. And I think the key word there is human being. Like we're all human, and just to respect that and to honor that. Um, the second one is to accept equal responsibility for the shared purpose. So it is that collective effort that each person brings to achieve that collective goal and being responsible for the achievement or the lack of the achievement of it as well. So accepting that equal responsibility for the shared purpose is really important to be a good partner. Another one is trust. So trust starts with being trustworthy first. And this enables a trusting relationship. And we all know how important trust is when it comes to good partnerships. And trust is also associated with self-integrity. So being self-integral with yourself and with others earns trust. It makes you trustworthy. So again, it starts with you and then um, it can really build trust in in a good partnership.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, another is recognition of the human capacity. (laughs) So that's really about just seeing the potential in yourself and in others to continually learn and grow and evolve. Right. I like to think of us as we are all a work of art. Right. And we're just revealing this work of art that we are more and more every day as we learn and grow and evolve. Right. So every day, every experience we have, it's kind of like the sculptor, right. That starts with just a block of marble (laughs) and every experience you have, right. You're starting to reveal the beauty, the essence of who you truly are and who you can be together. Um, So recognizing that there's more there in people than may, may be showing or demonstrating another, which, we really believe it's probably like the cornerstone of all partnership is intention. Right. Um, Because really this is about choosing to be all in, in that relationship, in that partnership. It's about committed 100%. To that shared purpose, to each other, right? Um, that willingness to connect at that inner being level, right? Not just at the transactional surface level, but to really connect at that inner being, that soul level, um, balancing who you are as an individual with who you are collectively, or who you are together, and um, and and your own growth and development as a part of that, right? And who you who you're becoming. And who you're becoming together and who you're becoming individually. So I think that's another really, and so, really, really important piece.
1: Yeah, very, very important. So nothing changes in your relationships unless you change. So that's a important thing, too. It's it's not about always the other person. It's about you. So your call to action is to really ask yourself, what kind of partner are you being? And are you embedded Im- embodying those characteristics that we just went over. And that self-reflection and self-honesty makes a big difference as well. And just knowing what are my greatest strengths in relationships and, or even in this particular partnership, and Mm -hmm. what are my weaknesses? What do I need to work on personally to improve this partnership?
0: Yeah. And not to beat yourself up. No. Because this is always about growing and evolving, right? Growing and evolving. And it's just really asking yourself. And one of our coaches asked this question. He says, now ask your partner, what does it cost you to be in relationship with me? Now that is a powerful question because we don't think about what it costs other people. Right. To be engaged with us. Right. And um, and to get those kinds of insights. But it's really about learning from that and that how can you embody the characteristic. Right. Um, or strengthen those that may be weak. Right. We're not necessarily good in all aspects of being a partner. Right. They have great intention. Right. But there may be some other things that we struggle with a little bit. So it's just recognizing that and taking the steps to continue to move forward in partnership with others, right? And focusing on developing a partnership with your team, Um, increasing the time and energy that you spend in relationship and in relationship building with them. So often we're focused on the tasks, on being productive, on getting the things done, the people seen, right? That we don't give enough attention to the the establishing and deepening our relationships with each other, because that's what holds us together. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what helps us to be more and to achieve more um so it's leveraging, and oftentimes you know we hear about shared governance councils and organizations, and it's all about the practice and engaging people and making decisions around the practice, which is really important, but it's also a perfect practice field for developing and strengthening partnerships with your team partnerships with other professionals deepening the relationships connecting at that deeper level rather than at the operational level
1: right and if you don't make any changes it's gonna just stay the way that it is right Um, you're gonna continue the path of being solely responsible that we talked about in the beginning and all alone so it's important to think about if I don't really wrap my thinking around the partnership and what it can be, then I'll always have what I have. So imagine yourself a year from now and you have a different culture that change has happened, that people are experiencing joy and energy. They like to be together and they're contributing to that greater purpose or that shared purpose that we talked about. And um, just think about how good that feels. So we've have a couple different examples that we have experienced ourselves. And one of them is working with hospital infrastructures. And for years, Tracy and I uh, were on and led and helped develop councils, and they can have different names. They could be unit-based councils, they can be partnership councils, but it's really powerful. When you set that intention to focus on the relationships um, as much as improving practice, and i think one of the greatest joys i had uh when i was uh you know a leader on a unit is our council would come together every year and set goals specifically to our department and um and then it was always also connected to the whole of the organization but it was always so much fun to watch them celebrate at the end of the year everything that they accomplished but also that they were there. They had each other's back. They were good. They had good relationships with each other. In fact, when people joined the council, one of the first things that, um, that we did was we got to know their story, not just about their clinical expertise, but who are they? What's important to them? And we maintained that throughout different council Uh, meetings through um, check-ins and uh, highlighting different members of the council. So there's a lot of creative ways that you can build that partnership or that relationship aspect into a council infrastructure. I always said it was the one meeting I would never miss because I was so energized. And that feeling of being alone, especially as a leader, when you have to make decisions, I got pretty good at knowing now this has to go to the council. And we need everyone's perspective and everyone's voice on this decision because it's their practice. They're the ones that have to live with this decision. And that just built more mutual respect over time. So the councils are really powerful.
0: Yeah. And I think, um, I think it was really... What I appreciated about it was it was the practice field. Yes. So we're not really great at partnering and relationships and communication necessarily. It's not something that we were taught all collectively, how to be good partners and communicators. So I felt like, you know, in the council structure, it was a safe place to have conversations, to explore deeper relationships that brought interprofessional partners together to really hear and listen to each other um, and to strengthen the relationships with others because we were all connected to somebody else on the unit or on the in the department. So we all represented other people, um, you know, five or six right. other people at that table. And so we were deepening not only our relationships at the at the council, but with our peers out in the field, right? By having deeper conversations and, and practicing these principles of good, strong partnership, and and uh, and then and then I think the other thing was uh, just the knowledge and the learning that it all begins with you. You can't change anybody else. So partnership is not about changing somebody. It's right. not about it's not about them. It's really about you and who you're being and what you're bringing to those relationships and and the fact that all the different players in the uh, organization in that unit or in that department were at the table. So you had operations, you had clinical expertise, you had bedside clinicians, you had whoever was serving in that department or area. And so it was about um, owning it together. That's how you Mm -hmm. got to that collective responsibility to the ownership of the outcomes. And so the leaders didn't come to those meetings you know, owning everything and with the answers, they came to participate and to support the development of those answers collectively. And right. uh, and then honored that, right? It was yeah. really very powerful.
1: Very powerful.
0: Yeah. Very powerful opportunity. I think sometimes um, people miss those opportunities. They have structures, but they're not leveraging the structures that they have to deepen the relationships, which impacts the culture.
1: It does. Absolutely, it does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, our other experiences of business partners, you know, like we wouldn't be here in 200 episodes if we didn't have a good partnership, as Michelle said. <laughs> <laughs> but you also have to know, like, you know, that. That takes all of those elements. It takes great intention to be in a business partnership as well, to be colleagues, right, to own, have equal accountability to our outcomes. And we're a walking polarity. So, right, we have to be very intentional about leveraging our various perspectives because they're often opposite to each other or opposing or appear to be opposing, right? But we know we need them both. So that's a big part of, us in our relationship is recognizing that, right? And and tapping into the differences that we have so that we can be more collectively together. Um, and I think it's just, um, you know, just trusting mm-hmm. and knowing that we're always bringing our best, right? We're always growing and evolving, supporting each other in that development and helping each other to step into these these new situations that we're in as entrepreneurs, right? Running and building a business is a whole lot different um, than what we've done in the past. And so it's just been a journey, right? But it wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are without the partnership and the partners that we are with
1: each other. So. That is so true. There, there's no way, (laughs) but we also, Tracy, I think when it comes to infrastructure, um, we're very intentional about building that time in with us and our team. Like we don't take that lightly. Like, no, it's important. We have check-ins. It's important. We connect Mm -hmm. to, you know, offset our humanness, if you will. So we've built that within our company as well. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Keep it real, man. Keep it real. (laughs) Keep it real. (laughs) Keep it real. Yeah. So those are our thoughts on good partnerships and being good partners. And uh, we really want to thank you for joining us for another healthcare is missing logic podcast. And, uh, if you are interested in the, am I a good quiz, good partner quiz, (laughs) am I a good quiz? Well, yeah, I think I am a good quiz occasionally, (laughs) (laughs) but it's the, am I a good partner quiz? Then you can get the link for that in the show notes. And, uh, be interesting to see what you uncover about yourself.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and be a good partner.
1: Yeah. Be a good partner. Thank you. Thank you for joining our 200th episode. Yeah. See you next time. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, now a top rated podcast for healthcare leaders share this podcast with other healthcare leaders and anyone else you think would benefit we are certain that if you found value in it they will too if you haven't already done so please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes and also it would mean the world to us if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and review on apple Podcasts, stitcher or your favorite podcast player it helps to get the word out about our podcast and incredible guests Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch our podcasts. You can also follow us on our Missing Logic social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time.